Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Warriors Invitational. It's your boy Gotham. My boy Chucks are here on tonight. Chucks are welcome back, brother. How we doing, man? How we doing? It's been a minute. How's uh how's it hanging, man? Yeah, man, it's going. Um, been a very weird couple of weeks. Uh we're obviously sucks that we don't have our guy Matt here. He's got a big important job things to prepare for, uh, which we know he's gonna crush. Man's gonna kill it. Um, but we're doing good. Just you know, hanging with the pup. Got a little cocktail. Just chilling here on a fine Tuesday. Nothing to complain about, man. How you doing? Man, same old. Man, same old. Um, like how you said that. Good luck, Matt. Um, I know you're gonna crush that interview. Um, hopefully we'll hold it down for you today on uh, on the uh, on the airwaves. But um, yeah, man, it's been a weird weird couple weeks. Um, like you kind of said. Um, obviously we took a little break with the pod, um, after the, uh, the tragic passing of, of, of De- coach Decky, um, getting all of that, man. But yeah, just been a weird, just kind of in the halfway point of the season. Um, you know, it just felt like it just felt right that we, you know, we, we took a step back as the Warriors, um, obviously dealt with, with the tragedy, but, um, yeah, man, I, I, I feel like that's kind of the perfect place to start. Obviously, you know, last last Wednesday or Tuesday night, um, uh, Coach uh, Dayan Milojevic, um, 46 years old, passed away. Just a tragic, tragic incident, man. Just a heart attack at a team dinner in Salt Lake City. And um, just with everything that's been going on this season, just obviously the the ups and downs, the the record that they're at right now, um, all the trade talks and rumors, Um it was just a really sobering moment. I know for all of us, like we were just kind of shocked and couldn't even really put into words in terms of like what this meant for like, forget about the season, but just like guys that, you know, we we've grown to care about this team and, and you know, obviously we love the Warriors, but um, really, really put, put things into perspective in terms of what was, what was important. And, you know, if the Warriors, obviously they, they had to postpone and, and, and postpone a couple of those games against the Jazz and the Mavericks to, and it really take some time to, start the healing process, but um, it, it just felt right for us to take a step back, you know, really just, um, you know, pay all, uh, you know, just pay our respects in, in whatever way we can. Um, and it felt like, you know, just talking about trade talks and the season and whatever it felt, it just felt like not, not the right time. And, um, you know, I just, it was, it was a very sad moment, man. Like, yeah, I, obviously I, I can speak for myself at least. I didn't really know um, Coach Decky in terms of like you know his his legacy and everything like that how how big of a player he was back in the day in, in Serbia and you know the MVPs but um, you know knew a lot about him in terms of just his uh, coaching with big men obviously working with guys like Looney Wiseman Saric but um, had a big impact on on you know MVPs like Jokic um, so um, just a truly truly sad loss for the uh, for the NBA community for the Warriors. Um, and just like, a, uh, it just really puts stuff into perspective, man. Like, um, at the end of the day, basketball is a sport. Um, it's a game, you know, we all love it. Um, it, you know, these guys, it's their livelihood, but, um, when you, when you see something like that, somebody at, at you know, age 46 with, with two kids and, and a family and, um, just, you know, going to dinner on a normal, on a normal, you know, Tuesday night on the road. Um, and you know, the next thing you know is, 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 is no more. So a very, very sobering time and, and your thoughts and prayers out to, to the organization, to coach Decky's family, um, from, from us here at the Warriors Invitational and, um, you know, everybody around the world just kind of showing their love and support, but, um, really put the, put the season in perspective for me, at least, man. How about, how about you? Yeah, man, it was really, um, I don't know, you know, you said, you said, a lot of what we can say, but, you know, I think moments like that 
it's it's something I think we've talked about time and time again with a lot of things that happen on the court, even some things that do happen on the court. Um, there are so many things bigger than basketball. Yep. And, you know, it kind of sounds like a platitude or whatever, but, you know, it just shows then, you know, like you said, this has been, there's been a lot of things going on with this warrior season and all of those things are immediately dropped when something like this happens. You know, you talk about the impact that guys feel in the staff, in the locker room, even just the employees who see him on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, and especially in such a shocking fashion, like one minute he's there, he's healthy, he's young, the next minute he's gone. Like that's just extremely difficult for anyone to deal with. And, you know, obviously it makes you think of a lot of things differently. And, um, you know, I hope for a lot of people it's a chance to put basketball things aside and just respect how much a human being meant to this game that we have, that we love. Um, you know, you mentioned how impactful he was in Europe. I thought it was really cool seeing uh, the display yeah. from KK Partizan, his old club. Um, they had a huge pregame ceremony uh, where both teams were chanting his name. His name was all over the stadium. Uh, there were posters of him all around. Like, they really took their time to give him the respect he was due. And I thought that was really cool. And you know, it was it was also great to hear Steve Kerr talking about this, about mm-hmm. how the whole team kind of rallied around his family, his kids, his wife, um, just to support them, to offer them whatever they needed, any you know any resources they might be able to offer uh, to help them right now, and you know other things that Kerr talked about how like. Uh, when they were at the team dinner, uh, Rick Celebrini, the head trainer, he was immediately on it. He was trying to help Decky while he was going through that whole incident, um, heart attack. Like, it's, I don't know, man. You know, you just think about stuff like that, and those kind of experiences are just, you know, they change lives forever. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, the people closest to him are never going to be the same. And you just hope that, you know, this immense outflowing of positivity coming from the Warriors players, the organization, the fans, can at least, you know, help to heal uh, some of that tragedy because, man, I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh, it's a lot to – it's a lot to take in. It really is, man. And like like you said, like it, it was – I think it was reported that it was like 75% of the organization was, was on hand at that dinner, so – just to like, we can't even put into words in terms of, you know, how impactful, how much, how traumatic that this experience is. So really, I, I do, I, I do appreciate, you know, Warriors fans in, in a large majority. I think everybody, you know, read the room and, and, and embraced the, uh, the moment in that sense, in terms of, you know, putting the season aside and, and really taking, um, you know, these last, whatever, seven, seven ish days um, to really put stuff into perspective and, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, the season does go on, life does move on, but um, for for the rest of the season and, you know, obviously going forward, you know, this is going to be something that, like you said, these players, these coaches, the organization, um, they're going to live with for the rest of their lives. And these are these are people that they, you know, knew on a daily basis. So um, just as we, you know, as fans, you know, want 
you know, the best and to win a championship and guys on the trade block, whatever it is, just to, you know, keep that in mind that at the end of the day, you know, these are still human beings at the end of the day. And um, even though we see them on TV and these guys that we idolize, like um, they go through some, some sh real shit too, man. So um, thoughts and prayers to, to everybody involved, man. And, um, you know, hope that, like you said, the game that we love basketball can, can bring them together and, um, you know, really get the season back on, on track or, um, however it is, but, you know, I hope, you know, for, for the player's sake and the team organization as a whole, that, you know, basketball can kind of be that outlet that, you know, a lot of the people that get into the sport in the first place use that as kind of an escape. So I hope that um, the team can find that um, moving forward. But, um, you know, as, as we just said, man, life does move on. Um, the season does continue and, and the Warriors get back on the court um, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night against the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, it's going to be an emotional game, um, obviously, just, you know, as we mentioned, just with the passing of Coach Decky. But um, the Warriors season is kind of hanging in, in, in balance, man. Like we're the Warriors are sitting here at 18 and 22, um, exactly 40 games in um, pretty much halfway through. Um, tomorrow is going to be their, you know, halfway point um, of, of the 82 game season. And, um, you know, to get back to the basketball conversation, man, the Warriors have a lot of questions to be answered, um, a lot of um, things to be seen, um, moves to be made. But um, just to st kind of start off, you know, it does feel like in the saddest way possible that this really is a season restart. Um, you know, you have, you know, 42 games um, starting tomorrow night to, to get this season back on track. But um, just to kind of start off, man, there's been a lot of talks, obviously, you know, before the tragedy and everything of, of, of moves to be made. Um, you know, Pascal Siakam obviously got dealt that morning um, that, you know, all of this kind of went down. But um, so another kind of trade target that the Warriors were looking at that that are gone. My question to you and, and really just to kind of get this kicked off, man, is will the Warriors make a move at this point and can they survive the season without doing so and it, it is a it is obviously like you know you tone the line of you know like we just mentioned you know the, the the personal aspect of it but from from a business and team standpoint you know those are still questions that really need to be answered from for this Warriors team and um they've got a big four game stretch coming up um that you know really can make or break their season and we've been saying it I think Mike Dunleavy said it before the Draymond suspension there was about 10 to 15 games they're about at that. Um, obviously, one with Draymond back um, coming off that loss against the Grizzlies. So with the season kind of teetering and obviously just with all the circumstances, man, what what what's your take on the Warriors right now halfway through and, and where do you go from here? Yeah, um, you know, like you said, trying to separate the much more important things from the basketball things. And I don't want it to sound like that, you know, like that there's some negative effects that actually are important other than the effects on his family and those around him. Um, but my gut just tells me that the Warriors won't be making moves anymore after all of this talk of things are going to happen. These guys are probably going to be gone. You know, we saw that report that everyone but Steph is on the table and I don't know anymore. Um, you know, I think it's an extremely hard thing to evaluate. Like how, you know, obviously you have the on-court things that make this very tough to evaluate where the Warriors are going, um, whether or not they can be true playoff contenders if they make the right moves is something that's really tough to gauge. Um, but now you have this huge cloud hanging over everything. And, 
you know, you wonder how does it affect the way they play? How does it affect the way they approach things? You know, do they maybe just decide, you know what, the season is just lost. Um, and for better or worse, we're going to make it, uh, I don't know, lost is maybe too harsh. Like, for better, uh, like, maybe the idea is that, hey, for better or worse, this is the group we have. This is the group we're going to roll with. And, you know, I think that that might be, that may be an interesting way to go about things because you never know how things can change, you know, when they've had this huge stake up in their mentality. Um, but I, I really think, uh, I really think that they're going to stand pat for now. Um, you know, obviously, Siakam being off the table, that was somewhere that they were heavily considering. And I wonder, too, who else around the market that has been clearly labeled as available is really in their wheelhouse or guys that they would consider. Um, because, you know, the I think the thing that they have to consider, and, you know, this is the unfortunate business of basketball, is – what happens if you make a trade and you push more chips in on this season, but the guys just can't rally themselves? You know, they can't like get right in the back, back in the right headspace yeah. to go out and play cohesive basketball because that's a very real possibility. You know, we don't know what these guys are going through right now. Um, and so that's why my gut tells me that they're just going to keep the group they have, try to make tweaks around the edges still play around with different rotations, different, you know, starting guys, benching guys, whatever it may be. Um, because as we've said this whole season, there's a lot of talent and there's a lot of different options they can go to with this group and injuries and guys just underperforming and honestly just straight up bad luck with all these clutch games and the tough shots people have hit against us. Like, what could be what could be a more perfect example of that than that last Memphis game where Gigi Jackson goes <laughs> off for like twenty five points and then the next game he has like one point and he only plays ten minutes. It was like an eternity. You know? Yeah, you know, it's just it's just been that kind of year where every game it feels like, oh, that guy that everyone might not know about, he's going off tonight. Um so, you know, I do wonder if they say, Hey, I get it, the core is getting older. We really have to try now, but maybe we just kind of call it for this season. We run with this group. We reevaluate things in the off season when everyone's had a chance to breathe and decompress and just try to figure out where they're going next. What do yeah, you think? Man. Yeah, man, I'm 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 honestly on the same the same wavelength. Um, me personally, I, like my my expectations for the season changed um, once obviously the the tragedy occurred. Man, like. I'm with you. I just I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that the Warriors who who tout themselves as an organization that puts the players first, um, you know, really takes into account, you know, you know, players' mental health or their well-being. Um, I just can't see them trading off, you know, guys like Wiggins, Kaminga, Moody, um, Chris Paul, even like at this stage of the season where um you know, like you said, you, you don't know how they're gonna respond. And I, I think it it's only right to this team um to give them the chance to, you know, play the season out. Um, you know, 
for all intents and purposes, um, a championship is probably out of the question um, this season. Um, but I think that, you know, if this team can rally and can, can make a playoff run, you know, just, just get to the playoffs. If they're, if, you know, they're very much still alive in terms of like their ability to come back. Um, I'm just going to pull up the standings right now, but you know, they're not out of it at all. They're obviously sitting at 12 and you're not the season, like you said, hasn't gone anywhere nearly what you've expected, but you know, you're five and a half games out of the six seed. You're, you know, two and a, two games out of the 10 seed. So you're still very much in play to, to make a run. And, you know, there, there are younger teams out there and, you, you know, standings are starting to get a little solidified, but, you know, they're the Pelicans, the Kings, the Mavs, Lakers, Jazz, like Rockets. Those are the teams ahead of you right now in terms of getting that to that sixth spot and getting into the plan. So I, I just, I'm with you, man. I don't, I don't see this team making any drastic moves anymore. Um, I think it's, you know, you can call it right or wrong, um, wasting a year of the prime of, of Steph, but um, I don't even think like uh, any move that's going to be made, especially if it's this drastic at this point to go in on all in on this season, um, you're going to have to get the the okay from guys like Steph from, from obviously Mike Dunleavy and, and Laka, but just, just putting, having Steve Kerr at the helm and a guy who really does a great job of, of putting things into perspective and, understanding you know the 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 experience that these guys are going through together i just don't see them breaking it up um within the next couple of weeks obviously the deadlines you know a little maybe two weeks ish out um and then just having a whole another restart you know just with everything that's gone down um like you said they they've had opportunities um with all these clutch games um guys um hitting some tough shots some i think they've had like seven worst losses of the season um already this year so um, you're not you're not dead um, in that standpoint. I think the onus is going to be around, obviously, the coaching staff to to figure out the right combinations and figure it out fast. But there's talent on this team. We've seen it in spurts. Um, we've seen them uh, go on a run. And, you know, we haven't seen them with a healthy Draymond, um, you know, all season. We haven't seen them um, with a full squad, really. Obviously, Chris Paul is now out um, for, you know, a few more weeks um, with the with the hand injury. But um, yeah, man, I, I just don't know if this season is worth taking such a big bet on any move that you make. Obviously, it's either going to be some of the young guys, uh, J.K. Moody, maybe Pause, TJD, whoever it is, Picks, um, guys like Wiggins and CP. There's a lot of guys who are obviously involved in these trade talks and just have to after going through this whole thing. I, I don't personally see it happening, just given who the Warriors are as an organization. And honestly, I as a fan, I can't even be mad about that. Um you know, this season has not gone as, as we planned or how we hoped, um, just given how last year went um, and how it felt like you were kind of right there on the margins. Um, you know, they made they, they you know, they made the moves that they thought to get older. Um, it's, you know, backfired in a little bit um, in terms of some of these injuries and guys staying on the court. But, you know, when fully healthy, who knows what this team has? And, you know, it would be it would be kind of storybook if they could kind of go on a little run, um, you know, right, right the ship in the, in the standings. And uh, I think they've earned that, you know, I, especially just to see um, the Warriors kind of come together for this um, to, to rally around, you know, Coach Decky's family, um, the experience that they've all gone through. So um, I think that there is a cool storyline in here for the rest of the season. It gives them something to play for. Um, over, you know, just trying to get back to what they were, um, you know, a year and a half ago, two years at this point. But um, I'm with you. I just think with the guys that are out there um, in terms of, you know, obviously Siakam's gone. It looks like guys like Markinen is going to be off the table. Um, I think Mikhail Bridges is a guy who I think would be a great fit for this team. But again, it's going to be a lot of first round picks, a, a big risk. And, you know, for better or worse, there there isn't 
anything that you lose per se in terms of you know letting making these decisions in the offseason um you get the chris paul contract off the books um clay gets uh you know a pay cut um you still have to make a decision with the young guys so you're really just prolonging the inevitable by you know four or five months um and i think you know for for what this team has gone through and everything like that uh at this point of the season you know i would just want i just want to see them hopefully regain, you know, that joy for basketball again and, and really put a product out there that, you know, we can kind of support. And so my expectations for the seasons have changed. Um, and that's, I think that's completely fine. And, you know, very okay, given what we you know, what's obviously occurred, but um, I just, I just don't see a move being made, but at the same time, you know, I, I it, like you said, it is a business. Um, Joe Lacob has made it clear that, you know, he's willing to take risks. So, um, that being said, uh, I would not be shocked if they did make a move, um, but just where they're at, um, they have a big, big four game stretch coming up. I think that's going to be a big tell. Um, they got the Hawks, the Kings, the Lakers and the Sixers all at home. Um, so that rounds out January. And I think after that, we'll get a really clear sign. If they go 0-4, you know, it's going to be, you know, whatever it is. If they go 4-0, who knows? Um, you know, things might be back on the table. So I think these next this next week or so is really going to determine, you know, what the the landscape of the season is going to look like. But, um, you know, I just want to implore to the fans, man, like really just adjust your your uh, your expectations. Um, we've seen what this team looks like already so far. Um, we've said it before. There, there might not be a magical move or two that get made that, you know, waltz them back into championship contending stat status for this season. So um you hate to see it um you hate to kind of get to this moment but like you said just separating you know what's important in terms of you know basketball side um I think that the right th I don't know if it's the right thing to do but I think they've they've earned the opportunity to to keep this group together and and just see what they see what they can do you know just kind of play and and regain that and who knows man this team is good like they have the talent on the roster so um maybe they go on a run and that's, that would be, I think the best um, of both worlds um, just from the player standpoint, fan standpoint, organizationally wise. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Um, I think this next week though, um, they, they got the Sixers on the 30th um, and they go on another, you know, massive road trip. So I think this homestand coming up is going to be a big indication of what direction they decide to move. And at this point in the season, man, I, I, I just want them, I just want the product to be all right. And, you know, hopefully, mm -hmm this is kind of an event that, you know, sadly can hopefully get everybody, you know, galvanized to hopefully go on a run here. Yeah. I think one important thing to think about too is, you know, everyone I think is people are pretty binary with how they view a season. Um, you know, if you're in that should be contending kind of tier and you don't win the title, then it's a disappointment. And if you're not in that tier, then everyone's like, all right, well, fuck this, burn it down. Let's go get a top pick. Like, let's get something to be excited about. Um, but when you're in the position the Warriors are in, you know, they're still eyeing next year and the year after that as years where they can potentially put together a title contender. And so much of what's important to that is collecting data, collecting data on your current team, seeing the weaknesses, the strengths, the players you think you can build on, the players that you think need to go. And, you know, obviously there are the organizational parts where you make the playoffs, the players make more money, the team makes more money, everyone's happy. 
Um, but even in just getting to the playoffs and getting into a first round series, maybe even a second round series, um, that gives you so much more data to go off because you're in that playoff environment. Um, even if you're coming in as the underdogs, you know, then you get to run up against the teams that you're going to have to figure out how to beat in the near future. Yeah. So, you know, let's say the Warriors find themselves as a play-in team. They won a couple play-in games. Now you got a first-round series. Okay, we're playing Oklahoma. We're playing Minnesota. We're playing Denver. Like, we're playing teams that we're going to have to contend with in the near future. How did we match up against them? Yeah. What went right? What went wrong? Maybe on the off chance you beat them, but in the most likely chance that you don't, you've at least collected some data that helps you understand where this is going and what needs to change. So that's really where I'm at for this season is. Yeah, that's a great point. Do what you, do what you need to do to make the run, to get to the playoffs, get yourself into that series, collect some more data, figure out what parts of this team need to be adjusted into the off season. Um, because, you know, the good thing about where the Warriors are at right now is there's no huge sense of urgency to make deals. Um, yeah. You know, Clay Thompson is their only meaningful expiring contract. And I'd be blown away if he signs elsewhere in the off season. So in all, in all practicality, this is the group that you're going to have to work with in the off season. And you're going to have, Chris Paul available to be salary in deals. You're going to have Andrew Wiggins. You're still going to have Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, yeah. um, who not only can you use as trade pieces, but they also immediately become extension eligible with whichever team is trading for them. So you have all these moving parts that you can figure out what to do with. And that to me is kind of where the goals have to shift is, okay, let's see what kind of push we can put together. Let's get ourselves in the mix. And then let's really get some hard evidence on what is going wrong here. Um, because, you know, there's no free agency or trade fix for bad shit just happened. Yeah. Um, you know, you can trade a guy who's injured too much, or you can trade a guy who is underperforming, but you can't trade away bad luck. Yeah. You know, and bad luck is not going to be the thing. It's not going to define a whole season. You know, it might define the first 40 games, but eventually things are going to stabilize and you're going to come into this and say, okay, we have some clearly defined weaknesses. How do we go about fixing this in the off season? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's a fantastic point. And that was way more eloquently put than like what I was thinking in my head, but that's kind of where I'm at as well. Like shout out to you, Chuck Circuit. Everybody check out. At Claytheus eleven, dog. Um, but no, that's a that's a that's a great point, man. Because like you said, there there's there you every move that you think you're going to try and make for this season is still going to be on the table in the off season. Like you said, Chris Paul's salary is there. Andrew Wiggins is under contract. Guys like Wiggins, or sorry, Kaminga, Moody, whoever it is. And like you said, Clay is going to come back on a on a much more like team friendly deal, whatever that looks like. So I'm with you. I think that you know, to go on a run here would not only just do wonders for the team in terms of just like a morale boost, but like you said, like they, they we have to remember that, you know, this end of the dynasty kind of era that you're in right now, like it's, it's a three-year kind of, you know, course, I guess. And this was, 
the last year was like season half of that. You know, you're kind of still figuring out coming off a championship. This year was, you know, season, you know, the first year of really like, how do we end this with, with the core guys and, and specifically Steph? So, um, you know, at the end of the day, whatever, however this shakes out, um, you know, the Warriors are going to have a lot of optionality. I know we love that word with, with Steve Kerr, but um, they genuinely do in terms of the moves they can still make. Um, anything that you think you can try and do in, you know, January 30th or, you know, February 7th, um, you're going to be able to do in, you know, July 7th too. So like, it's not that, you know, there's the earth isn't falling on this team. Obviously, like you said, you can't really control bad luck. You can't really control some of these balances that you've got. And, you know, sometimes that's sometimes it's such how the season shakes out, man. We saw it in 2020 um, with all the injuries. Um, and, you know, that ended up becoming a good catalyst for getting back to the top in, in 2022. So, um, I don't, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the season's lost at all. Um, I think that, uh, like you said, just to shift the goalposts in terms of what the expectations are. And um, just see what they can do, man. Because, um, like you said, there's there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, and look, I know we kind of ask, can can they or will they survive before the deadline? Um, you know, we'll see um, in terms of what this season is. But I think, like you said, just shifting the expectations for what this season, the the goal of this season. And I think if you move that um, goalpost and make that, you know, well, how can we? Uh, retool this to go on a you know two-year maybe three-year stretch of of trying to get one more um and i think that's gonna be awesome like you said is getting younger you're gonna have to try and compete with the guys like in in minnesota and oklahoma city denver um all these young teams that are coming up and you know the warriors are an older team and so um they gotta they gotta figure this out but um like i said man it's just good to see that the warriors basketball is back um tomorrow night's gonna be very special um i think everybody's looking forward to not only seeing the game, but um, to see the emotions, um, you know, this is still very raw for the team, for, for the fans organizationally. So I'm very excited to just watch them play basketball tomorrow and, you know, hopefully go win one, go win one for Decky, man. Um, Steve Kerr said it. Um, the, the he, I think Ron Adams asked him, or he asked Ron Adams, um, you know, how do we go about this? And he you know, said Decky would just be laughing and said, go win a fucking game. Like just go win some fucking games. So, um, in that in that spirit, man, Chuckster, let's get a quick prediction for tomorrow. Um, playing the Hawks, the team also kind of struggling, uh, kind of the similar boat as the Warriors. Um, I think they're eighteen and twenty three. Um, last time I checked, probably hovering around there. So, um, a winnable game for the Warriors. Um, I think that uh, you know, just with obviously with everything going around, um, it feels like tomorrow is going to be a special one. Uh, but let uh, what's uh, what's your prediction for tomorrow night, Chuckster? Yeah, man, I don't want to get too ahead of it but you know uh if they if they go out and win this game tomorrow which i think they will i think that would be the most meaningful win that they've ever had uh that we've ever seen because you know like you said with decky saying it was what he would have said is go in a fucking game and if they go out and win this game like i'm already i'm already getting a little misty just thinking about yeah, it man. No, 100%. Um, I'm excited. And I know, I know, I'm gonna cry like a baby multiple times during that game tomorrow. So, uh, man, I think they pull it out. I just, I can't see any other way. It, yeah, you know, man. Deck is gonna be watching that one tomorrow night, and he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna get Loon and Sarich and TJD, all those big men, right? Um, I'm with you, man. I, I don't see them. I don't see them losing tomorrow night. Um, just. The emotions are going to be insane. Um, and 
you know, it, who knows? Like it's, it all, all it really takes is one good stretch and we've been saying it all season. And, you know, I don't know if this team, there's obviously there were, you know, there were talks about chemistry issues, guys, you know, not maybe playing for each other or whatever it is. This is something that, you know, everybody's going to rally around. And so um, I know that at least tomorrow night is going to be one for the books. We saw with the clay game, uh, we saw so many, you know, emotional games um, during this run and during our lifetime, but um, tomorrow's going to be up there with one of the most emotional and um, just special games that we're going to see um, the Warriors play. So uh, very, very excited. I'm with you. I think the Warriors take a dub tomorrow um, and try and, you know, get the season back on track, but also just try and get their, get their minds to move on and, and do it for Decky, man. So um, dubs win tomorrow. Uh, quick little episode here, guys. Thanks for, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, just to kind of get the, uh, the pod back and rolling um, as the Warriors look to get back and, uh, Get the season back on track. Um, Chuckster, before we get out of here, man, as always, you got anything coming up in the in the works? Uh, got some stuff on the in the works. Um, on a new player for my finding a role series. Uh, but the newest one just dropped today. Uh did a little ditty on uh Nikhil Alexander Walker of the Timberwolves. Um, how he's been such a cool story, uh, really just breaking out for this team that's put together the best defense in the league. He's a huge part of that. Um, so you can check that out on theswishtheory.com or you can just check it out on my Twitter at ClayTheus11. Check it out. Check Swish Theory, Chuckster, ClayTheus, all of it, man. Check out Chuckster for the content. Um, nothing else here, man. Uh, just stay tuned. Um, thank you guys. Um, I know a lot of us, a lot of you guys have reached out for, for guest appearances and um, we're working through that. We're just getting back and running again. Um, so we just bear with us. We will uh, we'll be having um, our regular kind of guest um, appearances and things like that. So uh, we will, as always, look forward to getting you guys on here and just talk dubs, talk hoops, chop it up. But until um, the next episode, guys, go dubs. Uh, R.I.P. Decky, man, uh, hell of a time. But let's uh, we're back, baby. Warriors basketball is here and um, let's go. Let's go get a dub. But uh, until the next episode, guys. Peace.